Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Tom Fox. For the next series of episodes, Ronnie Feldman and I do things a little bit differently. I pose a question to Ronnie and he gives us a hot take and we explore from there. These episodes are a little bit shorter, but they're a lot of fun. I know you'll enjoy them. In this episode, we take up the topic of, is it okay to laugh at work? Where does creativity fit into compliance? In more places than you think. Problem solving, accountability, communication, and connection. They all take creativity. Join your hosts, Tom Fox and Ronnie Feldman on Creativity and Compliance, part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Before we get started, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor, and we'll be back with Creativity and Compliance. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone. Tom Fox and Ronnie Feldman back for another episode of Creativity and Compliance. Ronnie, here's the question of the day. Is it okay if we laugh? Is it okay if we laugh? This is the, this actually all, this topic originated because I had a client once who we had convinced, let's just say we had convinced his, uh, his team of ethics and compliance officers underneath the chief compliance officer wanted to do things more interesting and entertaining. And they had acquired some videos and the compliance officer said, hey, I'm going to try one of these. So they had an all hands meeting and they played and played a video and um, it's supposed to be funny and people didn't laugh. <laughs> and he tells me the story later and he says, gosh, I'm up there and I'm like, gosh, why did I listen to those guys? They're telling me to do this thing and it totally bombed. And he said, somebody raises their hand and said, is it okay if we laugh? And he was like, yes. And he didn't realize in that moment, until that moment, there was such fear and angst and apathy in the room that nobody was listening to what he was saying. Like they were basically in their own heads. And by playing that video, they were surprised, but there was su- it, it was such a jarring thing that they didn't know how to respond, but then it ultimately opened up dialogue and then they talked about it. And so he vowed to always try and do something interesting because he didn't realize how much fear and anxiety was in the room just by the nature of ethics compliance showing up in the room. The most common thing that I hear, obviously I traffic in a, an organization that creates entertaining, comedic, musical multimedia around ethics, compliance, and corporate risk. The most common thing I hear from that stops people from doing business with us or the objection is, gosh, we're a really conservative company or 
I don't know, we take the issues really seriously, or it, I don't know if this will really fit our culture. I think it's great, but I don't know if it's really going to fit our culture. Or the, the another big one is like, gosh, this is really cool. I'd love to do this, but my boss really doesn't have a sense of humor. And I want to jump through the phone and go, what are you talking about? Like the reason that your culture is conservative is because of the way you choose to communicate. If you're communicating conservatively, then people will perceive it con- to, to be conservative. But we all know as human beings that we all watch TV shows and listen to dramas and, and go to movies and we watch music videos and we listen, participate in game shows. Like we all have this human desire to be entertained. And we also know that as an effective way to teach people Yet we use these, uh, I'll call them excuses, to stop us from moving forward. And it, obviously it's a risk-averse organism by nature. My point is that there's this disconnect here. Is it okay if we laugh? We know that it's okay that we should laugh. And we need to do a better job of building the case study of why this is more effective. Because your boss, I guarantee, does have a sense of humor. What the boss cares about is, will this work Will it be a more effective way to do things? And where I think we as a community fall short is we take that no and we go, oh, yeah, we can't do that because we never have before. Where what we should be doing is showing them the information of why this is a more effective solution because it is. And then there's a more than there's a better likelihood that you will be able to stop this quote unquote conservative training and communications, which I think is hurting us because people aren't learning. What do you think about that? What's your reaction? So Ronnie, what I thought I heard you say was create the business justification, take the business process, stop talking about compliance because you have to and say, here's the business justification, but more importantly, With the business justification comes not only the business solution, but hopefully the increased profitability or increased ROI, return on investment of the time and money and energy you put into that process. So it seems to me you've actually changed the conversation. We're not talking about compliance training. We're talking about a business process starting with a business reason, which we call a business justification to do it. And then for the outcome, we're going to show you increased out that. And yeah, is it funny while we're doing it? Guess what? It's exactly what you're doing every day with your other business processes. Yeah, so that's exactly right. I want to emphasize the point that there's there's always a leap that has to be made to try something different. But we all intuitively know that Blending entertainment with learning is a more effective and effective solution. It, it creates emotional connections to go along with the cognitive learning, right? Like that you'll remember that. You remember 1-800-CARS-FOR-KIDS that's stuck in your head. You remember the commercials from when you were a kid. You, you remember all these things and the simple messages associated with it. Other, other people, it's good to have like more cognitive learning. Like I want to read it and I want to see examples of it, things like that. But to, a combination of both is more effective. We know that making those emotional connections... Comedy, music, humor, uh, comedy, music, drama, stories help with memory and recall, right? That stands with you longer. We know that when you're, everybody else is communicating in a dry, milk toast, boring way, that doing something interesting stands out 
in that noisy environment, and it actually will help you get more airtime and exposure because people will watch things if it stands out and it's more interesting. And then the point that I let off with is, you've heard me make this quote before from John Cleese. He says, the main evolutionary significance of humor is it gets us from the closed mode to the open mode faster than anything else. Like that compliance officer was saying, it got people to listen to the very important things he was about to say because he had to shake, he had to shake out the monotony. Um, there's countless examples in our everyday lives of spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down the airline safety videos, the commercials and the jingles, the fun theory. We haven't talked about the fun theory in a while. That whole study about shows that the main way to change people's behavior is by making it fun and interesting, the piano staircase and all those things. Um, the ROI thing is, a, is trickier. I, I think you have to do these things over time to show that they work, and that's things like measuring, again, the sense of organizational justice. Do people trust leadership? Do they trust the, They feel like they have a support system? You certainly can survey people to ask if they in, enjoyed or got more out of these trainings and videos and things than they have before. So I don't think there's a magic bullet. I don't think there's a magic one single way to do this. I'm a big proponent of trying lots and lots of little creative things because it gives you the most chance to engage the most people over time because we know everybody likes different things. Whether your boss likes a particular video and you like a different one, it's a point. Everybody likes different things, so you should try different. Anyway, I think that sort of summarizes what my, my perspective is on this. I think it's okay. Not only is it okay if we laugh, I think it's a more effective way to mitigate risk, to communicate and train in more interesting, provocative entertaining ways. Ryan, that seems like a great way for us to end this episode. I hope our listeners will join us again where we explore perhaps a more topical topic for our next one. Okay. Thanks everybody. Thanks for joining us for this episode of creativity and compliance. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.